Peace be upon you. Uh, God willing, today I'm going to talk about a uh, sermon uh, I heard the other week, and it was uh, inspired by two articles from uh, Master Tucson, uh, who published the uh, Submitter's Perspective. And for those who aren't familiar with the Submitter's Perspective, it's a, a newsletter that Master Tucson uh, puts out every month, and uh, it's been ongoing since the uh, time of the Messenger of the Covenant. And uh, for those who aren't subscribed to that, if you're looking for uh, additional um, places to uh, grow and uh, nourish your soul, uh, it's a great, uh, great newsletter to subscribe to. But the uh, topic was in regards to uh, thanking God and being appreciative. And this is something that, you know, we can never basically do enough. We can never implore God enough. We can never be appreciative enough. Um, you know, as our growth and understanding and science and uh, the way that, you know, this life, this world comes to play, uh, basically allows us to learn more and be appreciative for more. Uh, you think back, you know, how did people understand the world, say, 100 years ago? Uh, they had certain information that was bestowed upon them. Uh, and you think about all the information we have now as far as how the universe works, how cell biology works, how physics works, how uh, cosmology works. And, you know, with all these tidbits of information that's uh, been given to the human being, uh, it gives us so much more to be appreciative for. Uh, because we understand and we comprehend God's creation a little better. And we see the level of detail that God has gotten into to uh, create all this. And it just shows the, uh, the power of God. And there's no limit to just how much we have to be thankful for. And in 1434 it reads, and it gives you all kinds of things that you implore him for. If you count God's blessings, you can never encompass them. Indeed, the human being is transgressing unappreciative. And this is a statement of fact that the vast majority of people, even with all these blessings, even with all these uh, these things to be thankful for, uh, we're still, you know, oftentimes transgressing and unappreciative. And um, God tells us, you know, that basically if we implore him, he'll respond to us. And uh, one of the first steps to submission is actually just imploring God for everything. I mean, something as small as a uh, parking spot or a delicious meal um, or, you know, just getting up in time and not being late or not getting, you know, worked up in traffic. All these things are things that God is telling us and asking us to pray to him for and that he'll respond. And uh, this is called supplication. And it's, it's, a, it's a form of worship. And the reason it's a form of worship is because we're showing that our trust and basically all our provisions come from God. That there's nothing too small or too big uh, that God cannot provide for. And in 4060, it reads, the header says, supplication, a form of worship, it says, your Lord says, implore me and I will respond to you. Surely those who are too arrogant to worship me will enter Gehenna forcibly. And uh, Gehenna is uh, just another word for hell. And uh, it shows, uh, again, our submission to God and our trust in God, that when we implore God for, you know, be it uh, material possessions or for righteousness, um, all this, it shows that, you know, the source of all our provisions is God. And um, in 4149, it reads, a human being never tires of imploring uh, for good things. And when adversity befalls him, he turns despondent, desperate. And we have to realize that, you know, when God responds to our prayers, when God provides something to us, and, you know, through our uh, context of adversity or hardship, uh, not to become despondent, not to become desperate, uh, to question God. And it, it's very similar to the uh, last podcast uh, we did in regards to uh, Moses and his teacher. You know, certain things are going to happen to our life, and we have to trust in God. And um, we don't want to get to a, a state where, you know, when things are good, we're happy, we're imploring God. And when things are bad, we, we you know, lose hope. Uh, we have to understand that God has created everything for our benefit. And if we trust in God, if we're steadfast, if we're patient, uh, it'll all become apparent to us. 
in addition, you know, sometimes we implore God for something that we think is good for us, and it's actually bad. And in 2.2.16, it reads, uh, Header's Believer's Ultimate Victory says, Fighting may be imposed upon you even though you dislike it, but you may dislike something which is good for you, and you may like something which is bad for you. God knows while you do not know. And, um, you know, oftentimes we think that, oh, you know, say, same example as last week, in regards to uh, getting a position uh, at a new job, and we think it's good for us, and we pray to God to give it to us, and it doesn't work out. And we have to trust in God that maybe that wasn't the best job for us, or you know that God has something better in store for us. And um, because of all this, we should never, never forget to thank God. Um, irrespective of how the outcome appears to us, we have to thank God, because there's so much, absolutely so much to be thankful for. Uh, everything from the uh, the air we breathe, the food we eat, um, the digestive process to uh, process that food to pull the nutrients, um, the sunlight, the air, the rain, um, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, and it's unfortunate that we don't thank God enough for, you know, say something like our health, something that, you know, we utilize on such a regular basis until we get sick. And then when we get sick, we constantly implore God to heal us. And as soon as we feel better, you know, unfortunately, many human beings, we, we forget and uh, we, we take it for granted, and then we become unappreciative. And this is a constant theme that we see in 1653 and 54. It reads, any blessing you enjoy is from God, yet whenever you incur any adversity, you immediately complain to him. Yet, as soon as he relieves your affliction, some of you revert to idol worship. And it's this element of complaining and reverting, uh, you know, God allows these situations to happen to us for our benefit. As weird as it may sound, you know, when we get sick, if we uh, if this draws us closer to God and makes us more reverent and more conscientious of our actions and our deeds, uh, then that's a good thing. Even if it causes us to basically distance ourselves from God, to become unappreciative, to become desperate and hopeless, uh, and that's a bad thing. And at the end of the day, all these occurrences that happen to our life, ultimately, if we're uh, blessed, it's going to be to draw us closer to God. Um, and it hardly ever occurs to us that, you know, something like our eyes, our hands, our feet, everything we have are blessings from God, uh, that God gave this to us uh, in this world so, you know, we can see, we can hear, we can think. And uh, he never asked for anything in return uh, other than the fact of basically taking care of our souls, the real, our real selves. And um, it, there's a story... Uh, that uh, I heard that I think is it's pretty profound. So I'm just going to read it. It says, uh, you know, man reached 75 years of age, and um, he lived a healthy life, but at that time, you know, he was having a lot of uh, stomach pains. Uh, he goes to the doctor, and the doctor, you know, diagnoses and tests and says, hey, uh, it seems like you have a disease in your stomach, and uh, it says we have to operate. And the guy's, you know, in insurmountable uh, amount of pain, and um, he uh, proceeds to uh, with the operation. And, um, you know, they, they do the operation, and he's successful, and he, you know, starts to recover, and um, the, uh, the doctor gives the, uh, the, the patient the bill, and uh, the old man, he, he sees the bill, and he just starts crying, and uh, the doctor is thinking, like, oh, you know, oh, God, he might not be able to pay for this, and explains to him that, hey, there's options, and they can help him with financing, and this and that, and charity, and uh, the old man responds, says, I'm not crying because of the money, but I'm crying because God let me eat without any problems for 75 years, and he never sent me a bill. And you think about this, that God gave us, you know, our stomachs, our digestive system, our uh, eyes, our ears, you know, to listen 
And all this, and he didn't ask anything in return. He never sent us a bill. All God asks of us is to basically be appreciative, uh, to uh, grow and develop and nourish our souls, uh, to not harm ourselves, and that's it. And if we do these things, you know, not only will we uh, reap the benefits of this life, but we'll be able to sustain being in God's presence in the hereafter. And, uh, you know, clearly all praise is due to God. Being thankful and appreciative is for our own good. If we choose to ignore the blessings God has given us and do not recognize God's hand in our lives, we are the ones who lose. God is in no need praiseworthy. In 31.12 it reads, We have endowed Lokman with wisdom. You shall appreciate, be appreciative of God. Whoever is appreciative is appreciative for his own good. As for those who turn unappreciative, God is in no need praiseworthy. Uh, 35.15 O people, you are the ones who need God, while God is in no need for anyone the most praiseworthy. God is giving us this guidance, this instruction for our own good. It's kind of like a doctor telling you, hey, you need to eat healthy, you need to exercise, you need to get good good amount of uh, sleep, eliminate stress. And the doctor doesn't benefit from this. He's telling it to us for our own good. Similarly, God tells us all these instructions to uh, preserve and grow our souls, the re- our real selves. He tells us, you know, advocates to us to do the contact prayers five times a day, to uh, remember God, to be appreciative, to give to charity. These are all things that we will benefit our souls. And God gains nothing. You know, if God wanted to, God could feed every single individual over. He doesn't need our charity. This is for our own good. God is allowing us to grow in righteousness for our own benefit. And all this, it, it basically circulates around this principle of being appreciative. Uh, being appreciative is a process that includes understanding that everything comes from God and that God controls everything. We have to love God and value Him more than anything else. And when we value God, that's how we show that we love God. In 2165, it reads, Yet some people set up idols to rival God and love them as if they are God. Those who believe love God the most. If only the transgressors could set, see themselves when they see the retribution, they will realize then that all power belongs to God alone and that God's retribution is awesome. And in uh, Matthew 22, 37-38, uh, this is actually uh, the greatest commandment according to Jesus. Because uh, one of the people asked Jesus, say, Hey Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And this is Jesus' response. It says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest commandment. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, you ask most people, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And they say, like, love your neighbor? <laughs> and they don't realize that the greatest commandment is to love God, our Lord, with all our heart, all our mind, and all our soul. And, uh, you know, when we love something, we appreciate it. You know, we value it. And you can tell the things that we love, like, say, if you have a, a new car, and you love your car, you know, you, you keep it clean, you uh, give it oil changes, you do all these things for it, and it shows that you value it, you're appreciative of it. And similarly, you know, when we love God, um, we value God for everything that he's given us, all the uh, the, the guidance, the uh, the messengers, the, uh, the Quran, the translation, uh, the contact prayers, uh, in addition to, you know, so many um, uh, amount of uh, material possessions that God has given us. And um, if we fail to value God because we don't understand who God is and his qualities and his attributes, um, then the burden is really upon us. And in 2274 it reads, they do not value God as he should be valued. God is the most powerful, the almighty. You know, you always see this depiction that God is some you know old man in the sky 
And that's not, you know, by any stretch of the imagination correct. Uh, God is not just, you know, the creator who's helplessly watching his creations going out of control. Uh, God is actively participating in every aspect of creation. Uh, from the moment of the Big Bang and before the Big Bang, God guided every single atom, every single neutrino, every single photon uh, for its exact destination. All this precisely calculated by God. You know, God is not too busy uh, for the needs of his creatures because he is to worry about the big stuff. You know, some people, they make this de depiction that, oh, don't bother God with these uh, trivialities. Like if you're looking for a parking spot or you're praying that you're not going to be late for an appointment or a meeting. You know, God wants us to constantly implore him for everything. No matter how trivial it may seem, this is showing our submission to God. You know, God hears us. God sees us. This is one of the attributes of God. He sees all our actions. And God never errs. God never makes a mistake. He never gets tired. You know, one of these myths is that God took, you know, created the earth and the, the universe in six days and then took the seventh day to rest. This is completely untrue. Uh, this concept of being tired, hunger, sleep, you know, these are human characteristics. These are not uh, something that God is limited by. You know, God is not limited by time or space. Uh, God is never unaware of uh, every single atom, every single uh, instance in this uh, uh, in this world in this universe, and um, you know by realizing that by just trying to grasp who God is uh, and looking at His attributes, looking at His blessings, um, we come to realize more about how important it is to implore Him for everything. In um, fifty nine twenty two through twenty four, these are some of God's attributes. It says He is the one God. There's no other God beside Him. No of all secrets and declarations. He is the most gracious, most merciful. He is the one God. There's no other God beside Him. The King, the most sacred. The peace, the most faithful. The supreme, the almighty, the most powerful, most dignified. God be glorified far above having partners. He is the one God, the creator, the initiator, the designer. To him belong the most beautiful names. Glorifying him is everything in the heavens and the earth. He is the almighty, most wise. 2.255 says, God, there's no other God beside him. The living, the eternal. Never a moment of unawareness or slumber overtakes him. To him belongs everything in the heavens and everything on earth. Who could intercede with him except in accordance with his will? He knows their past and their future. No one attains any knowledge except as he wills. His dominion encompasses the heavens and the earth, and ruling them never burdens him. He is the most high, the great. And, you know, there's so many verses that just constantly are uh, giving us a little glimpse of who God is and just uh, understanding God's greatness. Um, but, it, one of the awesome aspects is no matter how much we learn, there is no limit to understanding the greatness and the vastness of God. And it, it gives us something to yearn for, something to strive for, that we're never going to get to that point where we say we have it fully figured out. Um, and that's something to just, you know, to uh, to always, uh, in essence, to uh, be able to grow our souls. And 6103, it says, no vision encompasses him, but he encompasses all visions. He is compassionate, the cognizant. Uh, 3967, it reads, they can never fathom the greatness of God. The whole earth is within his fist on the day of resurrection. In fact, the universes are folded within his right hand. Be he glorified, he is much too high above needing any partners. Um, and, you know, there's so many verses uh, in regards to, uh, uh, again, just the greatness of God. And the best place to look to, uh, to learn God, uh, learn about his attributes, is in the Quran. And God tells us in the Quran, in chapter 73, verse 4, to read the Quran from cover to cover. 
And um, one of the uh, the takeaways in the Quran is in uh, chapter 14, verse 7. Uh, and this is a principal lesson in the Quran. And in my uh, understanding, this is one of the, the keys to our happiness, to our growth and development uh, in the soul, uh, in this world, both for our souls and for uh, the uh, our physical bodies. And, uh, you know, I've read so many of these self-help books and uh, listened to so many of these uh, lectures and talks and interviews with people who are studying this concept of happiness. And it all circulates around this one point, to be appreciative. And in chapter 14, verse 7, it says, Your Lord has decreed, the more you thank me, the more I give you. But if you turn unappreciative, my retribution is severe. And that's it. You want anything in this world, right? And the ultimate thing that every single human being should strive for is happiness, uh, both in this world and in the hereafter, right? Not just the vanities, the material possessions, but we need when we say true happiness, we're talking about contentment, um, just uh fulfillment both in this life and in the hereafter and the key is to be thankful and it says the more you thank god the more he gives you so we can from this uh if you take this in regards to a uh this is a proof uh that the more you thank god the more he gives you but if you turn unappreciative uh, then god's retribution is severe um, that people will receive the provisions that is commensurates to the amount of appreciation that they show. The more appreciative an individual is, the more that they can basically handle as far as provisions. And that has to do both with material provisions and righteousness. Um, and if we get to a point where we cannot handle it, that we become unappreciative, that God gives us a blessing that as opposed to being thankful and happy for, that we use that as a means to uh, become despondent, uh, to forget God, to uh, get distracted by this world, then we're going to lose it. And a perfect example of that was in chapter, I believe it was 38, with uh, Solomon and the, uh, the horses. That, you know, he was so distracted by his horses that he forgot his contact prayers. And so Satan wouldn't make a claim against him. He got rid of his horses. And when he got rid of his horses, he basically, God allowed him, he, he prayed to become uh, the, the most powerful king uh, on earth. And God gave him that blessing. It's because he proved to himself, to everyone, that the material possessions were not what he was after. What he was after was God's acceptance and, and basically pleasing God. And um, if you think about it, if we can grow in appreciation, grow in our understanding of everything we're thankful for, God will continue to give us more. And if we get to the point that we become unappreciative, then we know where we hit our limit and we need to basically work harder and uh, more to basically be able to handle more. And um, there's a couple ways, you know, I've been uh, practicing myself and, you know, listening to others uh, as far as how we can grow in appreciation. Uh, one of them is very simple. You know, each night before you go to bed, uh, this is something I try to practice is I just count, you know, uh, 10 blessings that happen either in the day or just in general that I'm thankful for. And uh, I just reflect upon that. And that's, you know, I try to leave that as, you know, one of the last thoughts I have before going to bed is, hey, these are 10 things that happen in my day or in my life that I'm thankful for. Uh, and it can be thankful for a Quran study, for um, uh, the food I had, maybe at a delicious meal, uh, the air I breathe, the, the, the bed I'm sleeping in, uh, the roof over my head, whatever. You know, I just try to think of 10. Some people, they advocate having a uh, appreciation journal where you, you know, as things happen in your life that you become appreciative for, you put that into a journal. 
now, one of the more interesting uh, methods is something known as the George Bailey technique. And uh, this takes kind of a twist on the appreciation journal. And um, the argument behind that is this, and this came from an article from the uh, Art of Manliness uh, website, and they also have a podcast, which is uh, pretty entertaining in itself. Um, the uh, the principle behind this was that, you know, some people, when they have just an appreciation journal, it doesn't work for them. And they actually did studies where they found that, you know, in some participants, it works great. And then for other participants, it, it just doesn't have that same level of effect. And uh, what they attribute is to what's known as the pleasure paradox, or another word for this is habituation. When you have a blessing and it becomes commonplace, uh, eventually it wears off that, that kind of like that that element of just uh, uh, happiness, the, uh, the, the the joy you felt when you first received that, you become used to. And you can constantly remind yourself back to it. But, you know, as human beings, we have this tendency of habituation where whatever our environment is eventually becomes commonplace and our, you know, our brain not to exhort too much uh, power on something will just kind of fade it out. So all of a sudden, you know, you get a new car, you're extremely thrilled about it. Eventually, it becomes commonplace and you don't have that same level of appreciation you did on day one. Now, you can constantly reflect back, but, you know, that takes a, a bit of effort. Now, the George Bailey technique, it, uh, it's actually taken from a, a uh, old movie called, um, what was the name of it? it it's uh, What a Wonderful Life. Uh, my apologies, yeah. So it's a classic movie. It's called What a Wonderful Life. And the whole premise of this is the main character, George Bailey, uh, he gets into a rut. And uh, he makes uh, he wants to take his own life. And he makes this uh, wish that he wishes he was never born. And uh, when he wished that he was never born, basically an angel takes him back and shows what life would have been like if he was never there. And, uh, you know, certain things in his life that were actually quite well uh, end up being tragic. Like his uh, younger brother who he rescued at the age of nine, uh, if he wasn't there, wouldn't be able to be rescued, so he was dead. Uh, he has another brother who, uh, you know, through a series of tragic events, ends up being, you know, uh, very uh, poor. And just he sees all these things that happen in his life uh, that um, wouldn't have taken place if he didn't live. And the George Bailey technique is this. It's basically take something in your life, something in your life that you're appreciative for, and imagine what it would be like if you didn't have it. Here's a simple thing. Take your hands, something that we use every day, that we, we never think of, that we can type with these, we can drive with these, we can play video games with these, we can cook, we can clean, we can do all these things, we can touch, we can um, you know, grab stuff, and uh, imagine what life would be like without your hands. You know, and the, what they recommend is write about what life would be like if you didn't have that item. You know, what if you didn't have the sense of smell? What would life be like if you couldn't smell stuff? Uh, and you think about this, it allows people, in essence, for a lot of people, to be able to get a deeper level of appreciation. And it's very similar to health. You know, when we lose our health, when we get sick, when we get ill, uh, when we have a headache, all of a sudden we appreciate just how awesome it was when we didn't have, uh, you know, the, the issues with this, when we didn't lose it. And um, same thing, like something like your cell phone. You know, imagine if you lost your cell phone, uh, how much of a headache, how much of a hardship that might be. And it's the same thing as when you take that in consideration that imagine you don't have that one item, that one uh, attribute anymore, how would life be for you? And by being able to dwell on that, 
in essence, it allows us to grow in appreciation. And when we grow in appreciation, we can handle more. And you think about this, this, this is a uh, very key uh, element to our success is because the more appreciative we are, the more God gives us. And uh, inshallah, the, the more we can grow and understand. And by doing this, you know, we benefit both physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, which is the most important. So God willing, let's end there. And uh, if you guys got any comments or questions, feel free to uh, email us at crontalk at gmail.com. And um, feel free to uh, rate us on iTunes, good, bad, it's all the same. <laughs> Get us up there and inshallah we can uh, spread the word. Until next time, peace and God bless.